You are listening to the sermon stream of the Mulvane Church of Christ in Mulvane, Kansas. Subscribe in your favorite podcatching app or find and listen to any sermon online at mulvanechurch.com sermons. Tonight we'll read uh, from 2 Peter 2 as we've been going through first and now 2 Peter. We've come to the chapter about false teachers and Peter is quite explicit about them. And Peter, over the next verses, is going to reveal an awful lot of things about false teachers, particularly things of their heart and their motivation. Uh, He's going to talk about them being exploitative. He's going to talk about them being uh, sensual. Uh, He's going to talk about them indulging in the flesh. And uh, I mentioned that they are uh, self-willed and daring and uh, some other things like uh, eyes full of adultery. And he's going to tell us things that uh, sound pretty harsh about them, but uh, we see that they're destructive people and they, they, they care for themselves much more than they care for others. And because of these terrible negative uh, characteristics that Peter reveals about them, there are some who are hesitant to uh, label people uh, false teachers. And while certainly we wouldn't want to casually bandy about the term false teacher because it is such a, uh, uh, a term that, that carries so much with it in the scriptures, we'll find that uh, the inspired writers uh, didn't mind using it or direct equivalent in, in many occasions. And I've I heard one argue that unless we knew a person was all of these 12 or 14 different things that Peter will say about a false teacher, then we would have to reserve use of that label. And I don't think that's quite the right approach because I think Peter is revealing to us by Scripture that which we otherwise would not know. He's not saying that this is a list by which you identify them, but he's saying this is what they're like on the inside that these guys are worse than you think. And so uh, if we start and, and read the text, and tonight we'll just read verse 1, I think Peter sets out for us in verse 1 the actual definition which we should use and which I do try to use when identifying if a person should be labeled as a false teacher or not. Peter says this in verse 1, but false prophets also arose among the people. He finished chapter uh, uh, 1 telling us about the uh, marvelous word of God and the sure prophecies that were in it. But he said it didn't come by act of human will. So it came from God. But there's people going to twist that just as they did before. But, so we had this beautiful word of God, but. False prophets also arose among the people just as there will also be false teachers among you. And so if we, if we ever live in a time where we can't find any false teachers, we've lived in a time that Peter didn't foresee. Because Peter foresees false teachers among us. Who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. I think the middle part of this, right after he says that false teachers will come, 
he says, they secretly introduced destructive heresies. Now, I think the secretly part is not necessarily a part that has to be used to define false teachers because there's some that are so brazen they're not secret about it. But he is telling us the general practice. Generally, they, they, are, they are secretive because if you're going to do something that's contrary to the doctrine, you probably need to lay the groundwork first. But I think this is the real key as to what false teachers are, and everything else is just pulling back the, the curtain to show us who would do this. Is the, the, I think the key to this is the introduction of destructive heresies. If someone introduces destructive heresies, they are in this realm of a false teacher. And then he goes on to say how, how a heretical some will be even denying the master that bought them. Now, does that mean every false teacher who teaches anything destructive always fully denies the master? I don't think so. And a lot of them certainly give lip service to the master, even while they do affect deny him or deny his instruction. But I think, again, he's explaining about what, you know, the, the fullness of it, denying even the master that bought them, but they bring swift destruction on themselves. We note the words here that repeat in verse 1. There's two words in verse 1 that repeat. The first one is false. There's false prophets and there will be false teachers. So it's false teachers and false prophets. False. And the other word that's repeated is destructive. Destructive heresies that bring destruction on themselves. And unfortunately, and this is why false teachers are so bad, they don't just pull themselves down. They pull down those who follow them. And they destroy many along the way. And so it's the destructive thing here that is so bad, and it's destructive because it's false. And so as we are going to go through this in the next uh, several uh, times together, we'll see just how bad it is. We'll see in some of the worst-case scenarios. We'll see some certain commonalities that we'll often find uh, with false teachers uh, and those who do these things. But Peter sets out from the first the fact of them, but also the, really, the, the reason why it's so bad, it's destructive. Destructive heresies, they bring destruction. If a person doesn't bring destruction, why would we need to worry about it? Right? Because the goal is edification. Right? Let all be edified. Let, 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 uh, edif- let, let us uh, uh, build one another up. Let's grow in grace and knowledge. And, you know, there's some times where, well, maybe we're not really growing like we ought and we're not really edifying like we should, but uh, it, it's a little foolish or it's a little, it's a little bit of a misinterpretation uh, uh, or it's a little bit of a misapplication or it's a little bit overbalanced, but it's not really destructive. It's not that bad. And sometimes we're not, we're not right about those judgments, but anyway, for the purpose here, there's some things that, while not growing and building us up as they should, they're not destroying us. The thing with these false teachers are, they're destroying. And that's why it's false. It's false because it's destroying. What is true is edifying. What's false is destructive. And so, how would I, how would I define a false teacher? They teach destructive heresies. They teach things that, if followed, cause people to be lost. And that's why they themselves 
will be destroyed because what if you uh, defile uh, the temple of God? What if, you, uh, what if you pervert the members? What if you destroy uh, the living stones? You know, uh, well, uh, that's why you have to go too. And so you reject the factious man after the first and second warning and, and other things. Uh, but it is this destructive heresy it's this destructive part of the false that makes it, 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 this, this effect of it that makes it so bad and makes it just completely intolerable. And the Lord is not going to tolerate it. He's going to bring swift destruction on them. And so we should not tolerate it and let them take anybody with them. And so we'll have a lot to say about false teachers in the verses to come. But just have this as sort of a, a preface have this as a first idea about it the whole time. We're always talking about destructive heresies. These things are not true. They are false. And they are, in effect, destructive if followed. And so if someone's doing a thing that is going to cause people to be lost, I think we're into destructive heresies, aren't we? And so that's when I would use, and I think we can rightly and scripturally use, the term false teacher. And we should not, at that point, well, we shouldn't hesitate to do so. All right, not a very cheerful thing, but that's the preface to a not very cheerful chapter at the start, as Paul, excuse me, as Peter is going to give a lengthy expose on false teachers, but the scriptures spend time on it, and so should we. With that, then, we'll close. Ask if someone tonight needs to come to Jesus. They hear it talk about the master that bought them. We've been bought by a wonderful master. We have been made servants in his house. If you need to come to be one of his and confess his name, or you need to return to him and be a useful servant for him, we offer the invitation as we stand and sing. Thank you for listening to this sermon from the Mulvane Church of Christ. Additional sermons and information available at mulvanechurch.com. Come see what a difference the Bible way makes.